to see everybody this morning on this Memorial Day weekend. A couple announcements that we need to make. First thing we need to do is a little bit of business. We've got some deacons that will be rotating off, and our deacons have been ordained and come back on. So our deacon nomination was put into business last Wednesday night by John Cole, Gary Holyfield. Trey
We say a little rapid this morning. I do want us to stop and think about those who have paid the ultimate price of this Memorial Day weekend. And we've got a video for you. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Bateman. Dear Mrs. Cushman. We regret to inform you that your husband has been killed in action. The tragic loss of your son has shocked all of us deeply. I extend my most profound sympathy to you on the recent loss of your daughter, who laid down her life on the field of battle. It is nearly impossible to find the words to say to the parents of one who has been killed in war. Some measure of comfort may be derived from the knowledge that he died in the service of his country and in the defense of a peace-loving people. Her enthusiasm and discipline marked her as an outstanding soldier, and as such, she commanded the respect of the officers and fellow soldiers of this unit. I am confident that his devotion to duty, at the cost of all hell dear, 
will hasten the day when ruthless aggression shall disappear from the face of the earth. I am proud to have served with him. Our faith enables us to withstand the shock and grief of death. It is my earnest prayer that Almighty God will sustain and strengthen you in this hour of trial. While the loss of your beloved one will be a hardship, we know that no life is truly lost for those who have faith in God. To all of you who have received these letters of condolence, and to all the brave men and women who gave their lives in defense of freedom, we remember you and honor you today.
take your Bible and open to Matthew 24, oh God, you make the way of children's choice and that that way it makes for you. And uh, I know today is the Lord's Supper for Fifth Sunday, uh, but it's also Memorial Day uh, weekend. And you know, what better time to remember those who have faith in Christ, the love for Christ, than to remember the one who paid the ultimate price, the Lord Jesus, died for our sins by way of the Lord's Supper. We've also been in a series, and I want to spend just a, a moment with, with you today uh, thinking about the day of the honor, because I think this ties in so well to our Lord's Supper that we're going to have in just a moment. But we've been in a series that we said that the honor of this court is the longest answer that Jesus gave to the question, and the question was, when will we know that the time of the coming is soon? Uh, on the other hand, when will we know about the day in which this will occur, when will Messiah be alive? And, and we've been going through Matthew 24, looking at Messiah, who Jesus said that would make up that day, and that day arrived and gets closer and closer. And what we're going to find this morning and then in the weeks to come as we finish up in Matthew 25 and weeks to come, that Jesus changes from the signs and, and prophetic prophecies that he alluded to and talked about that we read about in the Old Testament and, and others that he had pointed to that, that, that we would have revelation, that he, he begins now to instruct, he begins to teach, and one of the ways Jesus did so by way of parables. So we, we have uh, illustrations and stories and parables that Jesus says need to make up our thinking as we think about these last days that we're living in. So with that thought in mind, let's look at verse 36, read through verse 51. And this is that section in your Bible that you perhaps had annotated, no one knows that day and hour. And these are, of course, the red-letter words but concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven nor the Son, but the Father only. For as were the days of Noah, so also were the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying, giving and marrying, until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the field. One taken and one left. Therefore stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would stay awake would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not expect. Then Jesus asked the question and said, Who then is this faithful and wise servant, whom the Master has set over his household, to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is the servant, a servant 
that whose master finds him so doing may come. Truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that wicked servant says to himself, My master is delayed and begins to beat his fellow servants, and he eats and drinks with the drunkards, the master of the servant will come on the day when he does not expect him, and out of the power that he does not know, he will cut him in pieces and put him into the hypocrite. And in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I want to see three things this morning as we just think about this section together. The first thing I want you to see is what I'm going to call the timing. The timing of that day. And there's two things that Jesus tells us about the timing of this day or this coming. It's really about those who know or the one who knows. And then it's about those who do not know. First he tells us that no one knows except the Father. And uh, he goes on to say that not even the angels in heaven knows, nor does he even know about that day, the specific day in which he will come again. So no one knows but the Father. So when we get into this last time sort of thinking and reading through the Bible, you must always bear in mind that when we get to looking at, say, a specific, specific date or a time in which maybe someone has said, okay, this is when it's going to be. And I think I alluded to it last week or a week before. Maybe there was another little book, Idiot, which is about Jesus returning again, how he makes the invention. That's just one example of thousands of different things that people have said uh, through the years about trying to predict So many people have tried to predict and end up only proving themselves to be wrong. I'll never forget that uh, in the 2000s, about the confusion of Y2K, calendar rolled through the 2000s, what was going to happen then? And of course, uh, nothing happened. I never knew about the world in 1990. Uh, Armageddon didn't break out, the world didn't get burned. So there's been all kinds of warfare. Thank you. 
And uh, of course, we also see that the Holy Spirit is submissive to not only God the Father, but also God the Son. And so there is an orderness about the Trinity uh, existing with one God in which we, we, we worship and serve. And, and what Jesus is saying here is that uh, this order that has been from the beginning does not change. It, it's not going to allow it in the future somehow be different than what it's been in the past. Our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so God, uh, Jesus is saying here uh, there, there are, uh, are certain things that lie in the, 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 the privilege and the privilege of only God the Father. And that's just the way that it, that it is. And Jesus is teaching us about being submissive to the Father uh, and, and, and being subservient to the Father as he was subservient. You know, we live in a society today that, that wants to kind of change the, the order of things uh, in so many ways. And Satan's really big on this. For example, I mean, the Bible makes it clear that the, 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 the husband should be the head of the home. But, you know, that's not true today in most homes. As a matter of fact, it, statistics say that, you know, there's probably uh, only about 40% of homes that even have a male influence in the home. In most of the homes today, you have a single man raising the children. I think about what happened in And he said the people were unaware 
that the flood would come. There's two things I would say about the temperature of that day, the temperature of this day yet to come. There is an ultimate sermon, and there is an outer wings. In the day of Noah, they were unconcerned. You know, think about the years. And you know, Noah built, he didn't just build an ark in a few days. He didn't build that ark in just, you know, a couple of weeks. It was a long, uh, tedious building project. And, you know, everybody thought Noah was the I mean, after all, So, you know, as he built, the Bible says he also preached. He preached to the people. But they feared they were unconcerned. You know, we're here today, and in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's a little bit like Noah in Noah's day. You know, we preach and yet the world just goes right on going unconcerned. You know, we, we, we pound the table. Jesus is coming again. And this time he's coming, listen, not to be that sacrificial lamb, but to rule and to reign and to judge. And yet the world just marches right on. And you know, you see it, there's often this, uh, this kind of push and struggle between the politics of this world, the evil conclusions of this world, the governments of this world, and the governments of the world. So, you know, that happened, and then all of a sudden, I want to push it back, like, oh, wait a minute, you know. Well, um, folks, when we say that, we have to understand we live in a world that's not concerned with the things of God. At, or at best, the world says that it can, it can pick and choose the things of God that it wants to follow or not follow. My point is that the temperature of that day, Jesus says, Of our day is very much like the day of the world. Not only unconcerned, but kind of unawareness. You know, there, there are people today who talk to me about the rapture, who talk to me about Armageddon, who talk to me about uh, the last days. Uh, some of those folks, they'd be like, Day. 
And so he does it in two ways. He gives some illustration, and then he gives some instruction. As a matter of fact, he gives three illustrations. He says there's two men in a field, one taken, another left. Two women gathered, one branded in the middle, one taken, another left. Now, we might, if you're saying this today, you might say, well, there's two men in the business field. Uh, two business entrepreneurs in the financial
Miss Diane is down in San Diego. Thank you for coming out. But rather than be a blessing to those that you serve, you're huge. You are the hardship of those who serve. In this case, you mean you're the kind of fellow that would be a fellow servant to me, to bring me a drink and just live like the world. But guess what? There's coming a day where you're going to have to answer for that. There's coming a day where uh, Jesus said, you know, you're going to find yourself cut into pieces and thrown into the wind of wheels. Where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, I don't believe Jesus is saying here that you lose your salvation. I don't think that's what Jesus is teaching here. What I do believe Jesus is saying here is there's coming a day for those who claim to be Christian, to be truly Christian, and those who have been a preacher, those who have never been genuine, he said there's coming a day where there's going to be the separation of the wheat and the You see where we're going. Those who truly love me are going to be revealed as what those look like precious stones. For those that have been, listen, that word hate and stumble to be consumed by the judgment of God. The instruction here is you better understand this. In the end, we have in the end, we have to give an account for that. And so, what we have here is this, this preparedness, readiness, this accountability of where we're at and our faith for the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, you know, it, it, I don't think there's a better service for us to do that than this, the Lord's Supper. It's in this supper that we take the broken body and the shed blood of Christ and the reward. We invite that into our physical body. We invite Jesus into that body to fill us with his, his power, to fill us with his blessing, to fill us with his grace, to fill us with his love. It's in this moment that we get to look at where we're going and how we're going. Are we unconcerned? Are we living for the Lord? Are we living like the folks did in the days of Noah? Or are we being the wild servants? Are we, are we, are we the ones that are, are, are preparing and watching and waiting and, 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 and testifying that Jesus is coming again? Will we hear the word, well done, good and faithful servant? And, and that's what we get to do when we get to heaven's banquet in the moment. say this one thing to you. You're not a Christian. This one can simply answer you today that you can become a Christ follower. This is a, a, a way of testimony and hoping to hear that you guys do this the right way. Oh, that was not a part of the sermon's prayer this morning. The invitation is given to you to invite Jesus into your heart. You say, let the play pass by because if you're not a Christian, what you're saying is one thing, but there is a Savior, there is a God, uh, but he's not like anybody else. And see, on the other hand, there's many people who do justify themselves, who do justify themselves. They're saying, but God, on the other hand, I should be something, but I am not. So, at the invitation, you ask for the Lord's Supper and give your heart to Christ at that moment. Give him that kind of sacrifice that you're giving. Let's pray and we'll be done. And let this God's word 
gospel, he can become famous during the Lord's Supper. Luke tells us in his gospel that the day came when they were there in which the Passover lamb was to be sacrificed. And so Jesus said to Peter and John, he said, go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat it. And they said, no, we will not prepare it. He said to them, behold, your Lord and God, the seed, the man is to prepare the bar of water.
We pray God's blessings upon you as you worship with us today. If God has led you to make a decision today for Jesus, we would love to hear about it. We invite you to come to our website, cometothecross.net. Our online decision card will allow you to tell us about the decision that you're making. All decisions, all contacts are kept private and are confidential. However, we would be able to pray for you and perhaps I'd even be able to call you and pray with you about what God has led you to do if you so desire. So fill out the form, let us know, and just know that we love you and God loves you. And we're excited that you're taking this first step for God today.